Doctor? What doctor? Doctor who? Doctor who, did you say? Eh? Doctor who? What are you talking about? gibberish or do you really know what you're talking about so here we are back at the beginning back at the start of a new run of uh, looks at the doctors this is strange this time in that by the time we we're 13 episodes down the road there will be brand new doctor who episodes out and watched and i'm i'm sure discussed endlessly uh with brand new characters for us to discuss by the time yeah. we get round to the 13th again that's never yeah, happened to us before uh... i don't think no, the, uh, I mean, we could choose that as our one of the uh, 13th Doctor stories we discuss. Yep, except we don't know who the adversaries are no. yet. No, is it um, October 30th, I think, isn't it, or 31st? Back yeah, time of recording, that's that's uh, about two weeks away, isn't yeah. it, or so? Yeah, so quite, quite a surprise, because they were sort of um, going, oh, no, it's going to be next year. And well, I was, ready, I was ready for Christmas. Yeah. I thought it yeah. was going to be Christmas, you know? So hmm. hopefully, I mean, I don't know what whether it's going to be every Sunday. Uh, I hope they don't strip show it like they did with the last last torch. I thought it was only three stories we're getting um, until well, the new I year, think it's aren't eight, we? Eight, eight episodes in this season, and then three specials next year. Oh, is that where I'm getting the number three yeah. from? Oh, okay. All right. Well, we're not talking three. We're talking one. No. We're talking singular number one doctor. Yes. The original. The original. The first Doctor, we yes. we reckon. Um, yeah, and here we are. Here we go. Here we go. Um, and it's your choice. It was, yes. It's, it's one that I've... Um, I, I contemplated this for the first episode we did, but then I thought that it's a bit... It's a bit of a... Um, bit of a big one to go straight in on it. Um because it's an unusual story, this one, isn't it? The Web Planet. Mm. What you you what you you sort of said to me the other day, um, it's a bit experimental. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. Like, yeah. I've yeah. looked into it, and I've I've seen that. Yeah, that yeah. definitely was you know the intention to be do something a bit different, be a bit experimental. But I think now I've watched it because of course this is a story I've never seen before. Yeah. Um, I think they were um, being a bit too ambitious to actually get what they wanted across yeah. convincingly I don't I mean there's nothing wrong with being ambitious but to try and do this in Lime Grove Studio D which is about the size of a of probably smaller than the average sports hall mm. um, with no facilities I think they did pretty good um, but it's definitely a case of the uh, the reach over extends. That's what I mean. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You can see what they're aiming for. Yes. And yeah, it's commendable um, to do something yeah. uh, different, you know. But yeah, that, that, that they didn't really have the means. They didn't have the time. Looking into yeah. it, time was a massive factor oh, in this. There was yeah. uh, it, the time was really against them in many places. And uh, 
Yeah, it's commendable. Um, and um, now I've seen it, I can see, you know, that it is commendable because before I've seen it, the only thing I really know of it is when it's held up as one of um, one of uh, whose history's uh, rather poor efforts at effects works. But I, I don't yeah. think that's doing it much justice. No, do you? I, I don't think there's there's a lot of um, especially when when we were sort of in the height of fandom in sort of the 80s there was a lot of fan wisdom that turns out is pure bunk uh, and what you know a couple of them are like you know the William Hartley ones that the gunfighters is the worst story ever no it's not it's one of the best and that um, yeah the web planet was lofty but an absolute travesty and failure and I don't think it is I think it there's a couple of sequences where you, you it, even, you know, I like this story, but there's a couple of sequences where even I sit there and go, what, the, what am I watching? Yeah. What's going on? Zabi! Oh, yeah, um, there are, there, yeah, yeah, there are notions they've put in that are yeah. peculiar and a bit I mean, they've, they've tried to be alien, haven't they? Which is, like I say, very commendable. Um, and everyone's playing it super straight. Um, except perhaps Hartnell in the first episode, who, who, for some reason, <clears throat> Hartnell in the first episode seems off for half the story, um, and I don't know whether they were, you know, because it, bless him, he was uh, he was someone that got uh, annoyed easily. So mm. I don't know whether something annoyed him. Perhaps he saw the Zabi for the first time. Well, on the info track, it yeah. says you know many times he would lose his temper with the Zabi yeah. because you know um, they because of the actual you know the the physicality of them, yeah. the way they functioned, you know, he was all for, yeah, you've got to stand here and do this, and I'm going to say that, and then I'll turn and yeah. you do this, but of course when you've got a man hunched over with a bloody great ant costume on his back, yeah. who can't see a chuffing thing, that's not going to happen every time and yeah, he did lose his temper quite a bit Yeah, it, it's, it's weird I've forgotten that this DVD has got a little bit of clean up in it as well, because there's a couple of scenes where the Zab is whap into the cameras mm. that don't seem to be on the DVD version. Um, oh, right. Yeah, so I don't. I think they. I seem to remember reading somewhere that they'd sort of tidied it up a bit and trimmed a couple of bits, and it's like mm. I wish they hadn't. No, I, I think it's it's warts and all, and it. Yeah, it should be. Things, it yeah. should be. Um, I I think if uh, the thing that I struggle with is it doesn't hold together too well as a plot because there's. I mean, we keep saying padding, but it's, yeah. some things it's like that they're where now and what is this? And, you know, is the representation of what they're doing and where they're going is a bit confusing. Yeah, you know? I think it doesn't help that, again, it's in such a small studio. They've, they've put, like, probably 60% of the studio to the, the background set, the planet Vortis. And the trouble is that means that almost all of the, the scenes set on outside on Vortis even though they're meant to be in different parts of the planet, all on this one set. So it, it does get very jarring when you keep seeing the same backdrop and it's meant to be different areas. Mm. Um, but I think that was, again, just a consequence of of the the, the sort of studio they had available. It, um, it, it wasn't think, just yeah. studio size. It was they, that they had run out of time because nobody yeah. had factored into how time-consuming it would be to get yeah. the guys into the costumes and then out yeah, of them which, again. Cause, yeah, because they, 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 they were always, during its first sort of couple of years, um, even into like Trout and so, they were always looking for the next Dalek. Yeah, uh, yeah. For the next 
sort of merchandising opportunity, the next thing that the kids and and the Zabis were thought that that was going to be it. This was going to be the big one, um, and it like you say, it's in it's the Doctor Who annual featured them heavily. You know, they 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 were plastered everywhere, newspaper articles and that. But I think you're right that. I, I imagine they probably thought they would be as unwieldy as the Daleks, and they're not. They're much more unwieldy because also mm. the poor, the poor guys inside would have to try and be propped up and rested. They couldn't sit down. They were bent over mm. for like two and a half, three hours at a go. It must have been horrendous. It's, I'm not surprised they haven't come back. No. I wish they would. It'd be nice to see an updated. We could CGI it Zabby. now, couldn't yeah, you? Yeah, I you think know? so. Yeah, but the problem with these costumes were they weren't just like lightweight fiberglass no. glass shells. They they were you know proper solid plastic on a steel frame. Yeah. And they weighed a ton. And the guys could like look out of a gauze strip, which was at the front of the thorax. Um, but. You know, they that they were given instruction not to show the gauze, which is why yeah. they keep their heads down like that so much. Yeah, they couldn't see a thing once they're walking. Yeah, there, there's a couple of scenes where you can see the the, the gauze circles. Um, there's two circles at the front, but on the whole, it's commendably hidden, um, and especially on you know uh, four two five line TV back in the day, you would you wouldn't have seen any anybody inside it in there. Um, they're pretty good props, to be honest. I, I won't say they're entirely convincing, but like they've got moving mandibles, they've got moving arms. They can I was impressed things. how they could yeah. pick things up. Yeah. The guy inside can... Because it was basically like a pair of scissors or a pair yeah. of tongs, wasn't exactly, it, the yeah. mandibles? Um, yeah, I mean, I don't mind the look of them, you know, from the waist upwards. It is the fact yeah, that you just legs. see the guys in tights, in tights for yeah. the legs. And especially, there's, there's one scene where they're sort of filming down onto them and they're, they're walking about when the alarm's going off at the end and you see the feet and the feet just don't work see this is yeah this is where it massively falls down really we should yeah. save this for the end when we're yes. doing design and effectiveness but but you know the back legs are human legs but then the front legs are like sticks you know yeah. Yeah. either you make all the legs look like sticks or you make all the legs look like human legs it just seems yeah. dark. or just don't don't show the bottom of the back legs no you know, I suppose that would have been too difficult. But yeah, yeah, we probably should save it for the design. So, all right. Well, let's. Um, let, let, we, let, yeah, let, let's, we look at the. All right. We'll we'll, we'll start now. The doctor's speaking to someone. Why can't we hear what he's saying? Who are you? We come in peace. Peace. Is that why you attack? Where is your main force? We are alone. We have strayed from our astral plane. When will your invasion fleet arrive? What is its weaponry? We are peaceful travelers from Earth. You lie. You are the Minotra. Our detectors show you are messing in space to attack. Speak. I know nothing of these Minotra. We shall show you the fate which awaits all your ships, all your people. Please listen to me. I have not finished my explanation. Stand still. Look at that, Doctor. Oh, look at them! What's happened? 
doing the ship, child? What controls did you touch? Well, I, I got thrown against the control panel and I just pressed any switches. I could see it. It suddenly became alive. I, I couldn't help it. You have performed a miracle, my dear. You have realigned the fluid leaf. The power is back. If only Barbara were here, we could go. Um, which is when something has dragged a model of the TARDIS onto a planet. Yeah, um, again, we're, we're quite early in the, the show's sort of formative years, and it's they, they still haven't got the TARDIS materialisation and, and sort of shots uniform yet. So this, it, yeah, this is a weird one, because so, we get a mix of um, model shots, real shots from a distance, composite shots. So there's lots of directorial touches in this that you just don't get in early Who. And it, like I say, again, it's commendable. Like, there's a process shot at one point. Um, and there's a reason they didn't do it. They just didn't really have the technology to do it. Um, but, yeah, the TARDIS is uh, is pulled down to... Uh, well, the Ian says, doesn't he, he goes... Uh, pulled down to where doctor and then it cuts to the title which is again is a really nice little touch mm. it's like the program is answering ian's question yeah the web planet um and I, I quite like vortis as a an alien landscape it probably doesn't benefit from modern tvs no no you can um, see the back it's a back cloth yeah, yeah. But I don't um, mind it. I, I, I'm a no, sucker I, for any, you know, um, you know, science fiction landscape where you've got moons in the sky or planets yes. in the sky. You know. No, I, I like this, and um, it does remind me a lot of um, First Men in the Moon, Harryhausen's version, sort of the, the when the TARDIS gets taken away and this sort of backdrop and wandering about. There's there's a bit of there's a bit of um, H.G. Wells inspiration in this, I think. Mm. Um, but I, I, this first episode, I, it's one of it's, it's a great episode. It's one of my favorites. It's certainly the best episode of the six um, because it's so creepy and alien. Because um, because it's it's just unusual. Yeah, the TARDIS gets pulled down. The Doctor's genuinely worried that this has happened because he he doesn't seem to think the TARDIS it could happen, and he's quite confident that if he just like revs the throttle a bit, revs <laughs> the throttle. Yeah. It, it will pull away, um, but then then we get the uh, the TARDIS landing, and I think it's the first time that they've used um, overlay, isn't it, on the TARDIS landing? Cause oh, before was it? That, so, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think before that, I don't know whether it's, uh, in this whether they had um, a new piece of equipment because, like I say, we get a few overlay and process shots that we just don't get anywhere else. And I wonder if perhaps they'd borrowed something and thought, oh, we'll, we'll have a go at this. Um, weirdly, though, the TARDIS prop again has one window open. Mm. Um, and in this case, the TARDIS prop is so knackered that one, one window has no glass in it whatsoever. <laughs> it's right raggedy. They weren't, um, yeah, yeah they, 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 they weren't careful in their story no. of, of that prop, were they? Well, it was, um, and I think, I, I think sort of modern audiences don't realize that everything at the BBC had to be struck so it was it was put up during the morning of the day of recording and then it was taken down overnight ready for the studio to be used so nothing was a standing set in these days which is why as the program goes on everything all the recurring sets get knackered normally you can watch it in a program so like a six-parter if there's one main set or even something like um, the moon base later on where it's four episodes by the fourth episode, the set's knackered, 
Um, and the stuff that was recurring, like the TARDIS, because again, the TARDIS had to be flat packed. Mm -hmm. um, the TARDIS interior, the only thing that wasn't flat packed was the console that was stored separately and it was quite expensive to store. Because um, they would get um, Shawcraft to look after loads of it. Shawcraft had a um, warehouse facility that they would charge the BBC to look after these props. And of course, the famous part where later on they called them up, the BBC up, and said, uh, Look, we can't keep this stuff anymore. What do you want us to do with it? And they said, Dump it. Mm. We don't want it. And that's like the, the mechanoids and everything went. It's, it's such a shame now. Yeah. Um, but you, I mean, you say they had a warehouse, but yeah. you still had to put these things on the van yes, to yeah, get them yeah. to the warehouse. So that, they're going to get knackered from doing and that. I, I just imagine sort of the uh, the union guys, aren't they? Burley, they're not going to care. <laughs> no. I mean, there's. I think uh, John Pertwee had a classic story, didn't he, where they, they needed a light in a TARDIS, so some union guy turned up with a hammer and just whacked a hole into the console. I'm getting a, an image of them being like the chimpanzees in the old PG yeah, tips adverts, so, yeah. moving the piano. That's what yeah. I like. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think you're probably right there. Yeah, um, yeah. So it's a wonder this stuff ever survived. But certainly, by even by here, the, the main TARDIS prop is a complete shambles. And we're not even two years into no. the show's history, mm. are we? Good grief. All right, well, three minutes into this story, we get our adversaries. We've yeah, got we some of these Sabi. Yeah, very. Yeah, yeah. we see them before uh, the people in the TARDIS do. Yeah, yeah. What, uh, what do you think of the, the Zabi uh, noise? I, I thought it was all right to begin yeah. with. After six episodes of it, yeah. God, it gets on your tits. I, I've got this on uh, audiobook as well, and it's one that I try not to listen to overnight. Because you, you, you get through episode one, you're just going to sleep. And then you get the Zabi chirping, um, and it's again, it's nice that they've tried to do something alien, but yeah, it does get repetitive. Are they meant to be talking? Is that Zabi so, yeah. talk? I think, I think they're talking to each other, aren't they? I think because we we find out later that they're just they, like a slave yeah. species, and they that they're not intelligent. So. Yeah, they're they're basically. I mean, they're they're a bit disparaging to cows, but they basically say they're cows, don't they? They're they're just they wander about. They do nothing. They're brainless until the um, the animus turns up. Um, and yet, weirdly, the animus speaks English as does yes. the Noctra. Yeah. With a fantastic voice. I mean, she's oh, yeah. got a fantastic yeah. voice. That animus. Yeah, very um, evil sounding. Yes, yeah. And so I'm watching this. It's like, oh yeah, they're, they're the Zarbies. I know what they look like. I know what they look yeah. like. And then. Of course, I've never seen this before. I'm reading my notes. I was writing notes. Oh yeah, because yeah, you wrote notes because it was the first time you've ever seen it. Yeah, and I've put here big earwig comes forward. <laughs> the venom grub. Yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't realise that this is a mobile weapons platform. I've just put big earwig. Um, I prefer the big earwig or the uh, the lava cannon or whatever it's called. Yeah. Um, I prefer them to the Zarbi actually. I think really? that, that yeah, I, I quite like them. I when like, you. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, no, I was going to say, when you realise that, that the bits of felt along the side are actually meant to be feet, yeah. that takes it away somewhat. Yeah, the, it's, it's a bit like the um, the Cybermats where they used foam for the supposed feet. And it's like, yeah, it's not convincing. I do like the Venom Grubs. I love the way they zoom about. Uh, and I like at the end that when the Animus is gone, they're quite friendly and they, they water the planet. Yes, they do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like the way, yeah, I think it's episode four or five, I mean, the way these move is you they're on a trolley and yeah. you've got a guy on the trolley, it must be the old T trolley that they've borrowed. Yeah, I reckon so. Yeah, and, and he's pushing himself along by 
his hands on the floor and he's yeah. just pushing himself along. But for some scenes towards the end, they've given up on the trolley and he's like crouched over with that on his back. Yeah, I don't know whether, I wonder if there was a pecking order and whether it was better to play a Zabi than a Venom Grub. Oh, now I'm I've got an image of these old loveys, you know, yeah. uh, getting having hissy fits because someone's, yeah. you know, Zabi and yeah. not one of them. That's my Zabi costume. I'm I'm the earwig yeah. number one. Yes. I've installed an ashtray in it. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I do like the venom grubs. They 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 zip about. There's one there's one scene where they they've obviously taken the man out of it and they've just got it on like a skateboard or something. And, and they, they just push, push the trolley. Yeah. Yes. And it's like it zips past. I think it zips past a bit fast because the camera's not really keeping up. So oh, oh, he's moving fast. <laughs> Maybe there was a guy in it and he's screaming as they yeah, did it. Be, I don't know. I I love this um, this first TARDIS scene as well because, like I said, Hartnell's off his game for this first half of this episode, and he forgets certain lines. And poor poor William Russell keeps having to feed him the line, doesn't? Mm. There's one one bit where he's the Doctor just stops talking and looks, and Ian's looking about, and he goes, "Well, what galaxy is that in, Doctor?" Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, the Isop Galaxy. It's, it's, I love I love live TV. Well, I know it wasn't live. It wasn't broadcast live, but it was recorded live. I love this era of Doctor Who because it's warts and all. Yeah, and of you course know. they had no time, so they couldn't no, they afford couldn't, yeah. retakes, which is why later on we have a Zabi going straight into the camera yeah, with a, yeah. a very audible clunk. <laughs> yeah, they could if they if they stopped the film. Oh, it's not a film; it's video. If they stopped the videotape, they were allowed two cuts because mm. it was so expensive and it knacked the tape's longevity so they were allowed two edits where they could stop the filming reposition stuff start up and that they would cut that bit out um so of course unless something went catastrophically wrong you would just keep going mm. um, and I, I love that i love that so there's it, it gives it a realism you just don't get in sort of perfect yeah. modern yeah stuff. you watch a hollywood yeah. film nobody ever stumbles over their no. lines do they and ever yet, and yet, in real life, we do all the time. All the time. We do it on this show. Yeah. I'm well, always yeah. Yeah. Um, mispronouncing. I mean, you can barely hear what I'm saying after time. Certainly, my my YouTube subtitles don't understand what the hell yeah, no, they, yeah, yeah, they throw a fit if I try yeah, they, they them to right do that. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's really nice. And we get, um, for the first time ever, we see the fourth wall of the TARDIS. Hmm. Um, which is really unusual. We're viewing it from the opposite angle. Yes, um, that, and isn't it strange to see? It, is, it doesn't look so, right, does it? Yeah, it's so unnerving. Um, and you you realise why they probably don't show, you know, why the Doctor never wants this shown. It's because it's a right mess. Oh, it's just blimey. a clutter of stuff. Yeah. Um, I love the fact as well that on that side of the console is all the cables going out to power it. <laughs> just laid across the floor. <laughs> Um, it's, it's good stuff. Simpler times, weren't they? Sim- simpler times, simpler times. And I, I adore, I think you, you mentioned it the other day, but I do adore the relationship between the Doctor and Ian in this. Mm. Um, this idea that that Hartnell was a grumpy old git that didn't care about him. It's rubbish. Again, fan wisdom that's so wrong. Yeah, because, I mean, that happens. I mean, they go out, don't they, the Doctor yeah, and Ian, yeah. in these natty anoraks. Yeah. Do, do you know why they had these anoraks? No. So they they were going to do the process shot, you know, where they find the uh, the pyramid with the yes. Zabi on top. And the only way they could do it, because they were using overlay, so they were overlaying one picture from one camera over a picture from another camera. And 
it just didn't work. They couldn't get it done. So the only way they could do it is if they made Ian and the Doctor super bright. And the only way they could uh -huh. do that was to make them wear white. So which is why they then, after doing that, because that shot was done uh, before recording, they then came up quickly with these idea of these atmosphere density jackets, um, ADJs, as the yes. Doctor says. Um, to give them a reason why they're wearing white outfits so that they could do that one uh -huh. process shot. Yeah. I see. Why is he wearing is that natty little hat, though? Because, again, the same thing. They needed it to be bright. Otherwise yeah, but he's got white hair. Good. That's true, Surely actually. Surely Ian should have the natty white yeah. hat. Why, why has he, he got a white version of his black um, hat anyway? I don't yeah. know. Yeah, that's um, a bit odd. It looks like yeah. he, he he's a cook or something. Yeah. But again, it, it's really nice that they're making the effort to say, you know, that the atmosphere is, is not the same as Earth on this planet. Mm. Um, so you're going to have, I mean, they sort of forget about it halfway through, but you're going to have trouble breathing. They make a big show later on when they do take these off. It's like, it's like they're at the top of the mountain. There's very yes. little air. I mean, it doesn't seem to affect Barbara at all. I think she makes one mention of it, and then yeah. it's completely dismissed, and it doesn't affect Vicky at all. No, not at all. But then she's young, and she's yeah, young, she's so. a young whippersnapper. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so they put on these ADJs, these atmosphere density jackets, which again do do appear in um, the second Doctor Who annual. Oh, do They're they? Like, yeah, they appear in a couple of stories, um, which is 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 nice. That and wasn't a merchandise ploy, was it? Well, I, I wonder if they thought we could sell these anoraks. They're quite nicely sewn up as well, which is quite, if you look at the pattern, they're not just, they, they put a little bit of I was trying to spot what those things on the front are, yeah, if, if they've been used from, they're old lampshades or something like well, that. Well, I thought that, or, or electrical fittings or something off a car, um, but they look good. I, I've never seen anyone make one or cosplay one. Right. You know, Yeah. it's a shame. Well, they're out there, aren't they? And yes. um, I like how, you know, uh, the Doctor's in the foreground and in the background you've got yeah. William Russell. And as the camera moves to the Doctor, you see him pick up the pen. The pen and put it in it, yeah. It's and like, put it in his pocket, yeah. They, they, the yeah, they, was a little bit off. Yeah, 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 yeah. I suppose you could say, oh, he was just looking at a bit of rock. Yeah. But no, he's picking up this pen, which shortly yeah. is going to zip out of his hand. Yeah. Because it's attached to 20 foot of elastic band. <laughs> Basically, and we ne we never really find out why his pen zooms off, other than it was gold. It's and gold. I don't. Yeah, I thought animus. you might be able to answer yeah. the no. question later on. What is all, all this about gold and the TARDIS being the opposite of it, or no, something? I, they they never really uh, explain it. I do like the scene where his pen disappears and Hartnell just goes into overload, doesn't he? Like, oh, my boy! Oh, I like your conjuring trick. trick. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You've never done that before. <laughs> that that. I mean, that's when they see the pyramid, and yes. uh, the reason we never see it again is uh, it was stolen. Oh, right. Was that night. Uh, model, that, yeah. yeah, yeah, overnight from the uh, filming of, of yeah. the model. Yeah, it vanished, never Something to be seen again. Hmm. Um, and they find an acid pool. Yes. Um, and we've got the whole um, Ian, you know, handling his type. It's formic acid, guess yeah, the Yeah, which doctor. is lovely. Um, any fans of, the th of them... Yep, you formic know about acid. formic yeah. acid. Yes, is, is a bit special, um, but yeah, this is um, a, a direct crib from Keys of Mariners, isn't it? Where we had another acid yes. pool, but it was Barbara, as uh, Susan going to um, wash her face in it. Um, and again, we get some lovely little witty dialogue scenes where, you know, the Doctor sort of saying that he's going, um, you know, you you 
destroyed my Kohu school tie, and he's like, uh, well, you almost destroyed a Kohu school teacher. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're reveling in it, I think. I yes, think yeah. Something I don't understand as well, there's lots of things I don't understand, yeah. and I thought you might be able to help I'll me out here. I'll certainly try, but... Yeah. Um, <laughs> It's it's how in the TARDIS the control yeah. panel spins around and yeah. Barbara is dragged out by her bracelet. Well, yeah, because her bracelet's gold and evidently the Animus can I don't know why, but can um, magnetize control, it. Yeah, control gold and magnetize it because they make a a play. Uh, the Doctor mentions vaguely later on that because he fi- in the first scene when he's outside he finds gold and he's like oh it's gold everywhere gold oh how unusual and then they make a thing later on that the somehow the the animus can use the gravity of the planet through the gold and that's what's attracted all the moons and that's presumably what attracted the tardis um i don't quite know how that hypnotizes or takes people over well that was my question yeah. because here she's just like being yeah. compelled to move forward it's like the bracelet is pulling her out of the TARDIS. Yeah. Well, she says she can't she can't control her arm. It's like it's alien. Um, but yep. it's almost like she's, she's, you know, put under, isn't it? Yeah, she's well, yeah. Control. I mean, in the second episode, she's definitely hypnotised. Yeah. So I don't know what's going on there. But before that, and that's the end of episode one, is when, um, you know... Oh, no, just before... Um, and I've got it the wrong way around. No, it's... Yeah, episode end one ends with the Doctor realising his TARDIS has gone... Yeah, so so Barbara comes out. She she gets drawn out of the TARDIS, and Vic is left alone. Um, then some force starts acting on the TARDIS, uh, and and we the the takeoff noise happens, and we we we're meant to think, oh, Vic is because she's for some reason she's whacking away at the controls, trying everything, and I think the idea is meant to be that she manages to take off. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Um, and of course, the doctor comes back, and it's heartbreaking. Heart, you, you see how important the ship is to him because Hartnell really plays it that my ship, my, gone. my TARDIS, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's lovely. Yeah, Ian's got trapped in a web, um, which weirdly, luckily, dissolves by the next episode, so they don't have to build that little bit of the. No, set they've anymore. just got bit on yeah. his face. Yeah, it's like what happened to it? Oh, it, it melted away. Um, well, that, yeah, that bit when he's yeah. got it on his face. That's yeah. what I was talking to you about the other day. Is is you know the doctor finds him and it's all like Chesterton, Chesterton and then it's like Ian are you yeah. alright boy and I think that was really really nice that's a really nice yeah. moment well it, it reminds me a great deal because he very very rarely called him Ian and it reminds me of um, the Jeremy Brett Sherlock Holmes in The Devil's Foot where for the one time only um, he he calls Watson John when mm. he's coming out of the, uh, the, the effects of the uh, narcotic uh, and it's nice, it really, and the, yeah, this sells it, that the Doctor's so concerned about him. Um, episode 2 is is weird, because episode 1 they had, uh, state they imported special lenses to um, to make the Vortis atmosphere look a bit foggy. Well, um, I don't know, because some accounts say it's a special yeah. lens, Um Richard Martin, the director, says we smeared Vaseline on the lens, but I yeah. think that's a director not understanding yeah, the don't. process of photography. Yeah, I, I think so. I think that's the old making it, uh, you know, ma- making it simpler than it actually is. Because certainly in, in a couple of things I've read, especially in the, um, the Doctor Who handbook, which is great for this story, um, that, yeah, they, these are expensive lenses. 
but in episode two something's not quite right with them because it's very very murky it's very out of focus and yeah and smeary but yeah i i i, I i've heard the vaseline bit before and it's like mm. you'd get this sometimes with directors yeah. who, who, do, who, yeah. who want a certain look yeah. And they get it, but they don't quite understand the method no. of how they got it. So they, they apply what they would have done to do it. Oh, it, it, you'd just surely just smear Vaseline on the lens. It's like, mm, don't think so. But. No, no. But I do like it. I do like how they've gone for the alienness of it. So you've got this shimmering yeah. light. I like the echo on their voices. The echo is great, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's commendable, commendable trying to do something different. Mm. Um, and I think this sort of stuff works really well, um, but yeah. So, so the the web stuff that was um, keeping Ian prisoner has disappeared. Like, oh, it's melted away. I've just got a bit of. Uh, I mean, to be fair, William Russell, who is a great actor, he's I think he's one of my favourite Doctor Who companions and actors. I think um, he plays it absolutely brilliantly. He he's in pain. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's straight all the way through. I like the way also. I mean, he. <coughs> Me. You know, I mean, the audience have got to, you know, you know, try and share, you know, what they're seeing in the companions. Yeah. And, you know, he says, oh, it's like I've fallen in a load of stinging nettles. Well, of course, if you yeah. grew up in the 60s and 70s, oh, yeah. stinging nettles were the bane of your life, weren't they? Oh, that was, you know, every, every, every kid learned very rapidly that, that they were, you'd find a dock leaf yeah. and rub it on. Because, yeah, that, I mean, I can't think... Certainly in the last sort of 10, 15 years, I can't think I've ever been troubled by stinging nettles. No. But as a kid, ah, oh, every day. Yeah, constantly. Yeah. yeah. And Cause, wasps. Cause, and wasps. Yeah, stinging nettles and wasps. It was a tough time in the 70s, I tell you. <laughs> um, and then we get our first, our first look at the, uh, the other alien creature, the Monoptera. Yeah, my, my, my note I've put is Barbara walking and up yeah. pops a mothman. Because yeah. I didn't know they were called monopteras. I've seen photos of them before, yeah. but I, I don't think it's registered or the name had, hadn't sunk in. So I've called them a Mothman in my uh, in my notes. Right. Yeah. They, again, these were these were thought to be going to be massive. So again, they're they're in the Doctor Annuals. They're in the Give a Show slide projectors. They were all over the place. Um, uh, I quite like the monoptera. I I think they're again commendable, if not entirely. Uh, believable that they're trying to be alien so in that their movements were uh, Rosalind de Winter sort of choreographed the movements some some of the actors pull it off really well and some don't no it has to be said again it's Um, something we've got to say for the end of the show today but uh, yeah um and I mean he just pops up and then we cut to um the Doctor and Ian realizing the TARDIS has been dragged away and you know, suddenly we're into Michael Benteen's potty time because yeah, you see the little TARDIS. You model. see little TARDIS mm. being pulled. It's just like potty time. It yeah. really is. Yeah, just you should get that clip and put the music over it. Yeah. Music. How how is it being dragged along? Has it got a bit of this web that that we don't I, see anymore? I just assume that that because the the animus could like influence the control panel and the TARDIS doors and that. That's, that there's some gold in the TARDIS. Is it the gold in its makeup or something similar to gold? Uh, so the animus is able to move it about. Um, but yeah, it uh, it drags it away. And again, the, the Doctor's sort of overjoyed when he realises it's been dragged away. Yes, it's still here on yeah, the planet. Yes, exactly. Yeah. There's a chance to find it. And then so they they 
they again very um, first men in the moon. They decide to to follow these tracks. Yes. Um, but then they they Ian accidentally stumbles into this this carcass on the floor, um, and I still don't know what that's meant to be. Well, I think it's meant to be a dead Monoptera. Do you reckon? Cause or a looked, chrysalis I mean, of a Monoptera. Yeah, it, it looks amazingly like the. Um, You're not going to say quite mass and the mass ones. Yeah. I knew you were going to say it. Yeah, yeah the way the it crumbles away it, yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, oh, I, 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 yeah, I've never really thought it could be a. Oh, it's a bit. Do you think they? it's like the Monoptera place that honoured dead in this place, and then along comes a school teacher and just stumps on it? I don't know. That was because, my uncle. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it, it, that, and you know, where uh, one of them not gets his wings snipped off. Yes. If you're not well, paying attention, you don't really realise. Well, actually, that's a bit grim. It actually. is. Yeah, that's that scene is really. I mean, it sounds pathetic now, but it's really harsh. I think. You know, I imagine kids watching it because it cuts away to Barbara, and she's horrified. Yes. Yeah. It's all all her reaction. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's very very well done there. Hmm. Um, I do love so, but, but yeah, the, the Monoptera. So they're here on sort of a, 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 a pre-invasion mission, um, and Barbara stumbled across. And I do love that they're discussing in very the Monoptera have very flowery language. It's quite nice. It's all some of it's almost Shakespearean in its sort of cadence. Um, but they're discussing what to do with Barbara, and then I like one of them just goes. I yeah, would kill her. Yeah, <laughs> we can't trust her. Yeah, yeah. She, yeah she, her. she must die. Um, I mean, the, the Monoptera, I, yeah. I, I like their voices, Yes. right? I like their look, although some of them are a bit podgy for having stripes like that. Um, but no, slimming, are they, that way? <laughs> no, no. But it is the hand gestures. After yeah. a while, I, you start watching it, it's like, okay, they're going for something different. And then it's like, it's this is all very, you know, uh, experimental yeah. art house acting theater, styles yeah. theatre yeah. yeah and after a while it, yeah it, it, yeah the appeal wore off after a I, while I think I, I think found this it a bit would, annoying yeah I think this would make a great four parter it um, does go on too long it, I, I was very surprised long, this was yeah. six yeah episodes um, and I imagine it's pure, purely on the grounds that it costs so much um, so spreading the cost over six episodes yeah, um, gives them more to play with than spreading it over four episodes. Um, but yeah, the plot—I don't think the plot stretches to six. And like you say, it does. Again, you're not meant to watch it in a block like we. That's are. true. Yeah, um, that's true. I, mean, I watched two yeah. episodes yesterday and two episodes today, and I'm not supposed to be doing that, am I? Exactly. And I—I I think that's sort of that's why it's got a low opinion. Uh, I also think that's probably why the gunfighters have a low opinion because there's a, a sung ballad in the gunfighters, the ballad of the last chance saloon, and I imagine weekly it's all right, but when you watch it in a block, it does become a bit tiresome. Yes, that's the um, word. That yeah. is the word. And I, I, like I say, I like this this story. I tend not to watch it in one block, um, and this time I had to split it in half because by episode three I was dropping off, mm. um, which again I think is is not. It's not a, a detriment of the story because just you're not meant to do it. It's very sort of a twenty-five minute episode. That's yes, the and then you wait a week. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Um, we didn't say, but the doctor's never been there before. But everything no. he's seen is suggesting he's on Vortis, but it can't be Vortis because Vortis doesn't have any moons. Yeah, and we've got which, all these moons yeah. in the sky, which is interesting because that 
that story that that when he because in the Doctor Who annual, the first one, there's a prequel to this story, which is when he first visits Wartis. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's interesting that in this he says he's never been there before, but he knows all about it. So whether he just forgot or something. Um, but yeah, Vortis has no moons, uh, and I don't because he doesn't recognise Zabi or anything because they they then get surrounded by Zabi, don't they? Mm. Uh, Ian and, and the Doctor, and yeah, I do like uh, when Ian says, uh, "Can, Can we, we not communicate? Yeah, communicate?" And it's like, "What, what do you expect me to do? Rubbing our back legs together? Brilliant! <laughs> that is a good line." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, that. Another question for you. One of the Zabi tries going inside the TARDIS and it can't. Yeah. And the doctors earlier said something about the TARDIS is involatile or something like that. Yeah. W- was that something then that nobody could go in the TARDIS without the doctor's permission? Or Yeah, for 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 certainly right up to Pertwee's time, the TARDIS was indestructible. Um, you know, you, no one could get in without the doctor's sort of say so uh, it was impervious to damage um, and then it was only sort of I think about halfway through Baker's time that they decided uh, actually you know that's not the case to t- and then in Peter, Peter Dawson's obviously he got destroyed at one point in front of us but yeah up to this point the TARDIS is is like because I'm not entirely sure that that's the right word that Hartnell uses because it was he said involatile involatile I think yeah which I'm oh, you not think entirely that's sure that means yeah he's fluffed it again I think so yeah I, I don't know whether because yeah I was going to look up what that actually meant because it doesn't sound right to me but I know what he means well involatile presumably is the opposite of volatile yeah which makes so absolutely no sense no. I think it's meant to be in Invirable is that the word, or which means that obviously can't be violated. Um, but I think he also says um, that that Vicky uh, accidentally fixed the TARDIS, and so the power, the force fields back on. Right. Um, and I think that's what's stopping the Zabi. They can't just can't enter it. Okay. Um, okay. All right. Um, we, we learn that the Monoptera are um, contacting. The invasion force. We're going to have yes. an invasion of the Monoptera. Um, yeah, they're they're planning a uh, to to invade invading force because they got these new guns, and they've got this um, isotope. Which like, is that meant to be an isotope? But or is it a, an isotope from the Isop galaxy? Mm. Um, and it's meant to be able to kill the uh, the Animus. Um, and yeah, they're they're. So suddenly we get this reference to the Crater of Needles, which is a great name. Oh, it's a um, lovely name. Yeah, and and this is where the this is where pretty much a lot of the the rest of the story happens, isn't it? Where this is going to be where the uh, invasion attack happens, but it's also luckily where the uh, it's like a, a work camp for the Monoptera. The Zabi force them to uh, feed. Um, this moss-like stuff into the acid pools, and this provides the raw material for the animus, which mm. is basically because um, the animus, the the main base of operations is called the carcinome, isn't it? Which is, I think, mm. meant to be a, a reference to cancer, because um, this is like a cancerous growth eating through the planet. Um, it's all it's all very sort of big ideas. Um, on a budget of tuppence. <laughs> yeah, but what that, those names that you're saying there? I mean, what 
where I struggle a bit is the names of things oh, are yeah. they're, they're not memorable. Somebody will say a Monoptera's name and you've instantly forgotten it. Yeah, well, they're also they've tried to go with names that where the vowels and the consonants are a bit unusual in the way they go together. And it, yeah, it does matter. I mean, there's Harustra. Well, um, he's one of them, apparently, yeah, to make them more alien like. He, he originally was going to be called Rostra. Right. And then they decided to st- stick another consonant in <laughs> to just make them sound more more strange, but it just makes it more yeah. confusing. Yeah, yeah. I I, I have I have a great deal of trouble telling these Monoptera apart. Um, the the only ones that sort of really stand out is Martin Jarvis because you can't hide his voice. Mm. Um, and old Rosalind. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, she's she's great. She and and I do like the fact because they they pair these people off. So you get uh, Barbara and um, Rosalyn, I think it's hard to tell, and they work really well together. And then Ian and this other monopsa, and they work really really well yeah. together. Um, so yeah, I I quite like the the. The Monopteras all have a bit of character, but yeah, I can't tell them apart. I can't tell them apart. Is that racist? Is that speciesist? It's like wasps. I can't tell wasps apart. No, or stinging nettles. Yeah. They all look the same to me. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah. And and I very rarely uh, give ants names. There's no point, is there? No, no. Apart from Anthony. That's true. Yeah. Anthony the Ant. Anthony Ant. Um... Another question. This thing, where the doctor is right now, he's just about to have yes. his hair dryer put on his head. Yes. Um, is that Azabi City? What is this place that they're in? This is well. This is the carcinoma, isn't it? This is the. This is. Oh, that's base. the actual. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Is it? Oh, right. Yeah. This is it. This is the main sort of base. Because the Zabi, I think they mentioned that the Zabis don't build anything. They don't do anything to why this is unusual when it first appeared. Um, yeah. This is the. This is the house of the animus. Right, okay, all right. And yeah, he gets the hairdryer on his head. Nifty yeah. drum thing with all that marbled effect. Yeah, I'd look, like look, to see what good. colour that was. Um, oh, this would be amazing to see in colour. Yeah, yeah, and and this rather creepy voice just says, yes. why do you come now? And yeah. that's how episode two ends, doesn't it? Yeah, um, with with the Doctor looking very worried. But the voice is great. Yes. It's so well done. Um, not sure who it is. Oh, I did. I did see yeah. the name of the person. She was just offset on on uh, yeah. with a script and a microphone. Um, but uh, yeah, she thinks in episode three that they are Monoptera. Uh, yeah, yeah. The she, Doctor she, and Vicky. She thinks they're Monoptera come from the invasion force. Um, the Doctor gets again. I think this is a Hartmanism because he says um, we're travellers. We strayed from our astral plane. Mm. It's like I don't astral plane. That's like spiritualist nonsense, isn't it? That's what I you do if you're Doctor Strange. Yeah, exactly. I don't think that's what you mean, uh, Billy. <laughs> it's just, you've got the wrong word there again. Um, but yeah, the doc, the Doctor's trying to convince the Animus that they're not Monoptera, and he sort of who, what, what, who are the Monoptera? I don't know. Um, and he he then says, "We're from Earth." Yes. Which you like? There you go. Yeah. E- yes. From Earth. <laughs> We found find out from this voice because we don't know that this is the animus yet. That no, uh, no, no, no. some place called the Crater of Needles, yep. which is beyond her great web, and that's where Barbara is. Is in yes. the Crater of Need, the Crater of Needles. Yeah, which looks completely different in the model long shot than it does in the studio. <laughs> yes, 
Yes, because unfortunately, as you say, in yeah. the studio, it's the same set, just over and over exactly, again. Exactly, yes. Yeah. Um, and we also find out that the Monoptera are attacking the planet. So at this point, I'm thinking that the Monoptera are an, invaders, uh, a, yeah. invaders from another planet. I don't know that they are the original inhabitants of this place. Yeah. Wasps from Mars. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, we, do and get, we get a nice uh, throwback because the Doctor says that Vicky has realigned the fluid link. Oh yes. Is, yeah, we yeah. haven't heard of since the Daleks, so it's like yay. Yeah, yeah. It, it's around this point we get the infamous Zabi running into the camera. Yes, yeah. Uh, and it was left in. And um, Ian is off to find Barbara, and he goes through all these corridors which look like cabbage leaves to me. Yeah. Um, I, I think this is again where low definition TV would help, um, because when you're watching it on. DVD on a decent TV, you can just see that it's it's quite poorly painted flats. Yes. These um, these things. Um, I think that'd again, be alright if you didn't see the edges, yeah. but you yeah, can see the edges of each one. You know they're just hanging up there. Well, evidently, um, the director wanted and the, the designer wanted curves and no straight lines, and the BBC uh, studio people went, "Nope, it's got to be flat. We've got to store it." Got, you know, and so all they had, to, the only thing they could do was to use flats, and of course it looks, looks like what it is, a load of yes, scenery yeah. flats been painted. Yeah, I mean you compare they, these corridors to the corridors last week, you know, Omega's Palace, yeah, with all the curves and the blobbiness, um, yeah, quite a difference, yeah. Um, and yeah, Q much running up and down these cabbage yes. corridors, uh, running from the Zabi and the uh, Earwig. Hurtling along, um, we get we get a lot of escape and capture for the next two episodes, don't we? Yes, yeah. Um, I'm still puzzled why you know the Doctor and Vicky uh, they find Vicky's got the wrong box out for the Doctor, yeah. and it's got a specimen of some sort of spider in it. Yeah, some tiny little desiccated spider, which the Zabi is scared of. Yeah. Why? Why are Zabi scared of spiders? I don't. Know, unless somewhere on this planet. Um, there is a massive spider that eats the zombie. I mean, uh, later on, Barbara does say that the animus, or Vicky actually says, the animus looks like a giant spider. Well, yeah, and at this point. Really, but, well, yeah. see, I haven't seen the animus yet, and yeah. I don't. I, I've never seen the animus before. I watched this. I've never seen a yeah. photo of it. So I'm assuming, oh, web planet. There's webs. There's going to be a big spider. There's a You're big, a spider. scary voice. This is planet the yeah. spiders. You know, type spider. That's what I was expecting. Yeah. Um, I, I think that's possibly what the original idea was, but again, I don't. And I think the, if the that is true, see, that's possibly yeah. why you've got this thing yeah. where Zabi's are scared of spiders because it's reminding them of their boss. Yes. You know. I think so. I think that's sort of the idea. Um, certainly in the um, the Bill Strutton novel, which is a great read, um, the, the the animus is described in much more grandiose. Terms, it's not a load of old um, foam rubber in a bouncy castle. <laughs> yeah. Finally get to see. Yeah. Ian's with, is it Vestrin? Vestrin, yeah. Vestrin's great. I love Vestrin. Vestrin the Monotra. Yeah. Um, and her friends are there um, at the Crater of Needles, all wingless. Yeah. Uh, because, yeah, we've moved past the bit where, you know, Barbara's mate has the wings chopped off. Yeah. And, That's and, what and we. do to stop them flying away. Yeah. And Vortress is the Monoptras and they're trying to take it back that's where we yes. find that out yeah they, they've been they've been kicked out I suppose it's a bit like um, 
World War Two Europe, and it they're the, they're the French sort of kept forces coming back in to try and take. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah, it's, it's 1944. Yeah, um, but we find out the Zabi are indigenous too. Yes, um, and and they lived in harmony on the planet. All was well, but then they were turned by the dark power yes. of the animus. Oh, I mean animus. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it interesting because they yeah they say that they lived in harmony. That the Zabi were just I don't know whether they ate them, but they sort of say they were our cattle. I don't know how they know that, what cattle is, but um, yeah, the um, they they were just very peaceful, presumably giant ants wandering about mm, in herds, presumably, yeah. and that's when the carcinome appeared, yes. which which grew like a fungus all over the planet. Yeah, and they. Um, I think there's a little bit of a um, sort of conservation type message going on, isn't it? Because they say that uh, they they didn't take it seriously to start with, and mm. it was too late, and it got a foothold, and um, and then ejected them, and they all run away to one of the Vortis moons, which have suddenly appeared. Yes, I don't understand the why 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 can't they just go to a moon? Why does the moon have to appear? And how does the moon appear? It's all yeah. to do with this gold, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. So the 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 animus is using gravity to uh, to bring all these moons and it's all they're all being attracted and luckily one of them presumably was habitable so what is the animus um, Anim- animus yeah. is, a, is is a living being isn't it we find out well, it's a living it's got, being i mean it seems to be sentient it, it's sentient it but it must have arrived on vortis somehow i can't see yeah. the animus pilot in a spaceship no i i wonder if it was like a you know, like in Invasion of the Body Snatchers, where they they've drifted through space. Oh, maybe. Sort of took root. No, maybe. Literally. Yeah, yeah, that works. That works. And yeah, um, that they're coming back because they want their planet back, don't they? And they want the yes. carcinome um, uh, to be got rid of because it's enveloping yeah. the planet. Um, and that's when uh, Ian or Heron yeah. or Herion or whatever they yeah. call him um, uh, ends up being buried alive. It looks yes. like. Yeah, he, he, they're chased by the Zabi and a, a very sporty uh, venom grub. And so they go into a cave <laughs> and then, um, uh, I like, uh, Vestrin says, uh, the floor is given away, I'm falling down. It's like, good job we're not seeing that. Yeah. It would have cost money. Uh, and then we get a shot of, of I'm pres- well, I, 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 I presume it's Ian Russell, being having loads of dirt tipped over him. Yeah. I imagine he wasn't too happy yeah um, you say about the venom gun speeding along i've now got a mental image of it wearing racing goggles yeah maybe a scarf as well yeah. trailing behind it as it sped along yeah are you tempted to uh, make a venom grip i wouldn't mind actually have eagle okay. moss made one I, i'm presuming they've made a monoptera so. and a zabi i think they did a zabi but i think it was one of those a bit like the women where um, every single one of them ended up broken oh spindly legs yeah. again spindly legs yeah um What's interesting, we've said about um, when the Monoptera are telling what's happening, I do like that they say that part of their job as well is to liberate the Zabi from the Animus. I think it's quite nice that they're, they're viewing this as they come in to rescue the, the Zabi as well. And, and indeed they do at the end, yeah, don't at they? at the end, yeah. We get some, for, I mean, we'll get to it when we get to it, but it's actually nice to have a, a scene after the adventure where things are... You sort of get a, a little bit of a view as what's going to happen. Yeah. Like that. 
Yeah, no, that's nifty. What's not nifty is, is the complete, hey, uh, the no, complete so. cheat yeah. of the start of episode four. Because they're buried alive. Yeah. And uh, they just wake up. Yeah. Yeah, um, and it's like, oh, no dirt on us at all. Thank no, goodness. no. And they're captured um, by a new alien, which yeah. I have never, ever seen before. No, th- this this is what what's weird about this, this series, because there's not that many... There were there was loads and loads of publicity stills taken for this story. So there's there's absolutely hundreds of of uh, Hartnell faffing about on the Vortis set. And there's a Zarbi um, at a bus stop. I seem yeah, to there's remember, loads of shots of the Zarbi, but I can't think of any. There might be one, but there, I I don't think so. I don't think there's any non-screen grabs of the Optra. Right. Um, and I don't know whether that was that they were they weren't ready when they did the publicity stuff or whether they thought we're not going to show them but um i i'm i got a love hate thing with this opera i think they're they're not at all believable but i love the way they're played as eh, hey you're strangers it's really weird i quite like yeah. their language you know yeah. when they're talking it's, about yeah. you know the wall hasn't got a mouth if you open a yeah. mouth we get more light um but i can't stand the jumping up and down no again um, the movement isn't it becomes grating very quickly. Yes. Um, but yeah, I do like the fact that they speak in um, in sort of uh, similes, don't they? Yes. It's, 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 it's nice. It's a good attempt to try and, again, do something uh, alien, something yes. different. Yes. But their costumes, I mean, it's just a load of felt, basically, yeah. and foam, isn't it? Yeah, it's... it's the the budget's run out at this point, isn't it, for these? And, like, they, they've, they're meant to have, like six arms and it's just a terrible effect it's the alpha centauri thing isn't it yeah Um, it's literally a a shape cut out of felt with fingers stuck on the front of them i I do like the i like these guys though i do like the optra yeah i I did i I did read uh that um you know they weren't in i think bill sutton wrote this didn't he um they weren't in his original script this is uh, um this is Richard Martin, the director, um, who decided to put another alien species in in the third act. So yeah, and again, that that does suggest that this perhaps should have been a four partner. Because mm. um, I imagine, I imagine it's done. Because if, if this wasn't in originally, I wonder what Ian was doing. Mm. Unless unless it was meant to be one of the you know because the cast would regularly go on holidays and be written out. Yes. I wonder if Ian getting injured by the web at the beginning was meant was originally meant to be for like a way of writing Ian out or something. Oh, it could have been. Yeah. It could have been. Yeah. So that's happening there. Um, meanwhile, you've got Barbara and all the others. They're, they're like slave labour. Yeah. Uh, feeding the carcinome. Uh, um, sorry, the animus food somehow. Yeah. So so they're feeding stuff into the acid and it's forming the building blocks for this cancerous growth to expand which again is is a very nice attempt to put a bit of realism into it in which is weird for this you know a story we're talking about giant moths and things but they're trying normally you would they wouldn't bother would they a villain's a villain and you don't you never know where he gets his money or his stuff from and this they try to to fill it out um, yeah try to give a justification for it all um but yeah, and then we we meet um, Martin Jarvis. Yeah, uh, he turns up. He's really good. I like. Yeah, this is I mean, a spearhead, good, isn't it? Yes, this this is the uh, 
the spearhead force. These these are like the paratroopers that are coming in before the main wave. Yes. To to sort of get the lie of the land. Interesting that um, uh, in these shots and the, the big battle later on, they were all filmed first before any of the studio stuff in uh, in Elstree um, or one of the the film studios because they were using Kirby wires etc. Yeah. And the the Monoptra design changed completely between that and when they did the thing. So if you look at the ones in, on film, they've got this big furry collar. Mm. The mask is completely different. You can barely see any. And um, yeah, it's interesting. Evidently they changed it because it was really uncomfortable for the actors. So they simplified it. Also, we end up with half masks and makeup instead. Yeah, I'm looking at two right yeah. now. And yeah, you've got one who's got yeah very furry like yeah. collar scarf thing. And then there's another one with the doctor and he's got none. None of that's yeah. there at all. No, the, the original one's got like a big furry muff around their neck. Do you reckon that's a monoptera version of a flying helmet? It could be, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, they should have done that. Yeah. And goggles. Yeah. Yeah. And the wet celery. Yeah. <laughs> um, so... All right. Uh, where were we? Where were we? Yeah, so they've got this. Yeah, we're near yeah the they've end got the isotrope. Four, yeah, yeah, they've got a new isotrope, haven't they? That they yeah. say they're going to use against uh, the Zabi and the Animus. Yeah, yeah it's going to. It's designed to kill the Animus. Mm. It's their, I suppose it's their their version of the uh, the H bomb in it, really. Yeah, I don't understand all this thing that the Doctor's going on about how the TARDIS is the opposite of gold. No. Or his explanation, or what they're going to do with all this. Yeah, I, I, I don't know whether because early Doctor Who was never great at techno babble, was it? it? Because because basically you're giving William Hartnell something very scientific to say, and he he didn't really understand it. He didn't memorize it very well, and um, I think that this scene is is leader to in the. Um, docudrama with um, oh is he in it I haven't watched the docudrama for ages he sort of says because they they show monopters and that and then he says well all this all this scientific stuff could I could I not just say it with a look or can I just fill it in and it's like nope say it and it was it was based on this because he gets a massive long thing to say and Mm. yeah I yeah, I, I don't, don't understand it. it. No, yeah. no. Um, the next thing I've written is more grubs, dear oh dear, yeah. the, the jumping up and down. Oh, it's, it's, it's become a bit monotonous now, isn't it, these little buggers? Yeah, I yeah, don't know how worse. irritating this would have been to a 1965 audience. Um, and, yeah, the, the, these uh, grubs, uh, what are they called? I wrote the it down. Optra. Optra, yeah. They yeah. don't know... That they are like a, they are like a grub stage. Yeah, well, they're so so they're they're the monoptera that were forced underground when the because weirdly you get the idea in this bit that the animus came centuries ago and this is but but late other times you get the feeling that this generation now were on the planet when the animus turned up but. Yeah, the, these are monoptera that have gone underground and they, they no longer have wings. They've still got uh, sort of a, an oral history of of these godlike creatures that had wings and things like that. And of course, it's, it's what they used to be. They're now sort of a, an underground version of the monoptera. Right. 
Okay. All right. Where they learn their Mexican accents, I do not know. It is always all peculiar. Also peculiar, I mean, that's when the spearhead arrives, yes. you know, as you say, on the Kirby wires, and yep. you've got this battle, which is basically like three Zabi and four yep. Monoptra, and this is meant to be this battle on a plateau, isn't it? Yeah, this is meant to be, this is two planets coming to war. <laughs> um, Doc, early Doctor Who couldn't do action. No. Couldn't do it, couldn't, couldn't do it to save his life, and at least they went off and filmed this because the action scenes we get in the studio uh, are like all action scenes in Doctor Who in the studio and are terrible. Um, so this at least has a bit of movement to it because they're using multiple camera setups. Um, but yeah, it's not convincing at all, is it? No. I no. like the way they, they sort of meant to fly in but then the swing back takes them and it's like, mm, <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, the editing um, yeah. barely saves it, does it? No, it's, it's pushing it. This yeah. is where they're pushing it big time. Yeah. Um, I mean, we haven't mentioned, but there's a control device throughout this story, which looks like a gold big chicken wishbone. Yes. Um, yes. Which you put on your shoulders, and uh, they've, they've nobbled one, the Doctor and Vicky, yeah. haven't well, they? Well, perhaps we should mention at this point, which is... It, it, it appeared in a few stories, but this is the main one. The Doctor's ring. Mm. So the Doctor has a ring, and it's it's very special. Now, we don't know quite what it's doing, because the scene where William Hartnell was meant to describe what it's doing, he fluffs in episode one, <laughs> and basically oh, just says, um, eh, 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 it's not a normal ring. It's like, yeah, we could tell that, mate. Um, so evidently, using the ring... Which is very like the most valuable thing thing ever. Um, you can control gold like the animus does, and you can then so they put one on a zabi, and it it becomes like a pet, a zombo for Vicky. Uh, and yeah, so they can use this to control, um, but it's powered by this ring. Um, I I don't quite. It's almost like this is a prototype sonic screwdriver, mm. isn't it? It does a bit of everything. This ring. Mm. Yeah, and yeah. I love it in um, that they were obviously building this up, and this was going to be a big thing. And then, obviously, behind the scenes around this time, everything started to fall apart by a bit. And they um, they changed producers on a very regular basis, and they brought in producers that didn't like the show and didn't like William Hartnell. So I think the idea this this ring would have become a bigger storyline. And I do like in um, Power of the Daleks when the Doctor regenerates, and it's like. Doctor, your ring. Ah, eh, I don't want it. <laughs> so, yes, yeah, so, uh, we don't that rubbish. Yeah, yeah. But this, this, this wishbone collar, though, yes. they, 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 they've fixed it somehow. So if you put it on a Zabi, you yeah. can control the Zabi. Yes, yeah. Using the power of the ring. Yeah. But why, why, what is the purpose of this controlled Zabi? As well, they, we move they, on. Well, they mentioned so they. they they mention it and they say it'll be useful. And then, when they're discussing the big battle at the end, the the sort of the the um, the older Monoptera, the sort of the the Monoptera equivalent of the Doctor, he says, "We know the Zabi. We know how to fight them. This this uh, tame Zabi will be instrumental in winning." The they never do anything with it. Well, that's what I'm saying. They, yeah. they, they, there's no point of it at well, all. I, I wonder if there was perhaps a scene written where like the the good Zabi and the bad Zabi starts to fight, but nah, it's, they obviously either 
it didn't work out or they just didn't have time or yeah they, they don't do anything with it other than you get a nice a few nice comedy scenes with Vicky because she befriends it like a pet um, yeah and she fairly obvious yeah the doctor hates it and I think you're right that's probably William Hartnell's bitterness coming yes, out against yeah. the Zabi yeah I saw on the info track that you know she gives you know this this Zabi a nickname and of course, in the rescue, she had like a pet monster, and she gave it a name. So she yeah. has a habit of naming um, I think so, yeah. creatures. And I didn't realise that the Chumblies—that's her yeah, naming she them. Calls it. It, yeah. So yeah. they're not actually called Chumblies. That's just her no. nickname for the Chumblies. Yeah, that's just her her calling it that. Oh, uh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I don't. I imagine the Dravins wouldn't bother with the name. No, because she says it, it. It she called it Chumblies because it's got like a, a chumbly motion. Or something. What the hell does that mean? <laughs> Maybe that's a Liverpudlian yeah. thing. I it could be. I do like the fact that Vicky is is both written as super intelligent, but also quite childlike. Yes. Um, in a believable way that Susan never. No, we had that nice scene that we didn't talk about in episode one, where she's never heard yeah. of aspirin, and we find out, you know, that she has studied science, you know, since the age of ten. Yeah, we, we, cetera, we do get a, a, lo a lovely sort of character building scene, and when I say character building, I mean it. It's a, a bridging scene to allow the Doctor and Ian to get onto that part of the set. Yeah. Um, but it's it's really nice where she's talking to Barbara and they're they're talking past adventures in with the Romans, and then yeah, we get a, a little hint at, at Vicky's life. So she went to school one hour a week. Mm. Um, she studied medicine, everything else, and I do love the. The, uh, the real dating of this where Barbara goes, oh, we, we studied the three R's, reading, <laughs> writing, arithmetic. And Vicky gives her a look that I think most people now would give that and go, what, what? are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. I like she goes, was, was, was it a, a baby school? <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. All right. So, well, Barbara, she's in yes. this Temple of Light. Yes. Um, is that the pyramid from the start? And she's I, inside I thought, it? I think it's meant to be, yeah. I think so, because she's sort of saying it's um, absolutely beautiful and they, there's a shot looking up uh, and it's it does look pyramidal. So, yeah, I, I think that's what the pyramid was meant to be. That's one of the Temple of Because lights. if it's not, there was no yeah. point for that pyramid no, at the beginning. No. Perhaps right. if it hadn't been Nick, they'd have had another shot maybe, externally. Maybe. Yeah. Um, we do get also, um, which again is, I think, a first for Doc 2, so they, they, there's a, a downwards shot um, from above of Ian and the Optra. Yes. Because they're obviously meant to be underground. And of course, it, now you look at it, you go, eh, what? But back then, that was major special effect. That was radical. Yeah. And it was just oh, as simple as filming yeah. in a mirror. That's yeah, not all well, they did it. The, ca the cameras that um, they used, they couldn't pan up or down. They no. were fixed plane, fixed height, fixed plane. Um, so what they had to do is set up a series of mirrors and it was going into one mirror, into another mirror, into a mirror and to look down on it. And it was a really expensive thing to do. But now you go, why'd they buy that? It's just... Yeah. You have to see it in context, yeah. don't you? Oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think that's true of all early Who. You have to, you have, to have context. Yeah, yeah. Well, Helio and co arrive yeah. uh, amongst much hand waving. I think at this yes, point, lots you know, of hand -waving, I'm, yeah. I'm getting a bit fed up. It's, I tell you what, it's reminded me of um, um, is the uh, Michael Palin as the Spanish Inquisition. 
Oh, where, yeah. where it's diabolical acting. The subtitle yeah. comes up, yes. diabolical acting, and he's yeah. waving his arms around like that. And it's like, yeah. oh dear, oh dear. I've become tired by it by now. Um, Nobody expected the monopoly. <laughs> <laughs> what was all that business? The 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 grub, one of the grubs, the female, sort of yeah. like puts herself in a wall where there's acid so, and kills yeah. herself. I didn't so understand that. They're digging through the acid. Uh, they're digging through the wall, and they hit an acid vein. Um, and because it will keep spurting out and spill, so the the female venom, uh, the female grub, not venom grub, the otra, um, she plugs her own body into the hole, but of course gets killed by the acid. That's a bit quite, grim as well, it isn't is it? It's very grim. Yeah. In the, that's a, again in the in the book. That's a really good scene. That gave me nightmares as a kid. Right. She's killed herself to save that. By shoving her head in a hole. Head in acid, yeah. Who <laughs> knew that the, the woodlouse was such a noble creature? Or a, such a good cork yeah, in a true. wall yeah. Yeah. to hold that acid back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, the, we're on episode five and it ends with the Doctor and Vicky getting Ooh, caught a chilling, in a web. Yeah, what a chilling shot. Because I imagine Hartnell didn't like this. I can't imagine him, him agreeing to this very easily. But yeah, the um, the Animus thinks they've tricked it, and uh, so yeah, they this this gun arm thing comes down and shoots them. But it covers them in web, and then it cuts back to them, and it's just this chilling shot of Hartnell and Vicky comatose. Um, again, reminded me of um, First Men in the Moon. You know where the yeah. uh, the Selenites go into suspended animation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what year was that? That was sixty-four, wasn't it? Sixty. It was mid sixties, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, again, we got another cheat because that's the end of episode yeah. five. Episode <laughs> six, it was all for nothing. Yeah, uh, they go. Oh, it was alright. They come I'm out the web cold, and yeah, the lady, yeah. the lady in the hairdryer's back. Yeah, because it's weird as well because Hartnell's acting like he's been frozen, so he's going, "Oh, the cold, I can't." And Vic is like, is not acting like she was cold. I don't hmm. know what was going on there. Perhaps she's just a bit hardier. Yeah. First Men in the Moon was 64. So, 64, so they might have this. seen it and got the idea. I think so, yeah. I reckon so. There's, a, there's a lot of similarities, I think. Um, I, again, Hartnell, um, on top form, gives the wrong word, doesn't he? He says, um, uh, instead of saying we're going to go for a slight exploration, he says we're going to have a slight exploitation. <laughs> No. You've got to love him, haven't you? I love yeah. him. He's brilliant. Yeah. So the lady hairdryer says that they're going to be taken to the centre of the yes. web. So off Which they go. Which is just what the Doctor wants, because in the meantime, he's uh, he's been given... Well, he's basically taken the uh, isotope yes. from the old Monoptera um, because he knows that they're going to be taken there. So he's, he's quite happy. This is what he wanted to be taken. Because weirdly... They don't make much of a play of it, but the the um, the animus takes people and absorbs their intelligence. So I don't know whether this is why it's more intelligent than than anything else on the planet because it's absorbed multiple minds, mm -hmm. and that's like made you know that exponentially made it more clever. More clever. Oh, dear, my <laughs> you haven't um, been absorbing many minds, have you? No, I've been I've been losing it. Um, but of course, Vicky being Vicky, uh, has hidden the isotope yes. in the, in the star map. The astral projector yeah. thing, yes. And, and Hartnell gives her a look that's just priceless. It's like, oh, <laughs> oh why do I bother? Yeah. 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 The next thing I've put is uh, Monoptera versus Zabi. 
dot dot dot. Oh. What was that all about? Uh, in my notes, all it says is, "This is surreal. This is so, this is the weirdest part. This is the clip you show if you want to take the Mickey out of this series, isn't it? Yeah. Um, because it's just the 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 Zabi are going to um, distract and confuse. I mean, confuse me, but they're going to confuse the Zabi, and it's almost like they're they're sort of doing bullfighter stuff, isn't it? But yeah. at the same time, screaming at the top of their voice, Zabi! <laughs> um, and then waving their hands. And again, because you just couldn't choreograph action in these in these situations. It just, it looks like, I mean, we've said it before, but it's like a reenactment by the Women's Guild mm. uh, in Monty Python. It just looks like a load of people faffing about <laughs> That is exactly the right phrase. Yeah. Faffing about, yeah. Oh, good lord! Uh, I, I, in my notes, I put, "Yeah, this ain't Starship Troopers." Is it? Not really. No, <laughs> no. Um, luckily, we cut away, yeah. and the Doctor and Vicky meet the main adversary. Yes, yeah. Which, which basically again, is a lampshade. It's a lampshade with a load of foam rubber around it. Yes. Uh, it looks like an explosion in a, a, a DFS factory to me. Hmm. But again. Before before I first saw this, there's no photos of this existing. Is there? You never see a photo of the Animus. There are on online now, but of course they're yeah, like screenshots. Yeah, exactly. But before yeah, the no, internet, yeah. there wasn't. No, because because there was no uh, there was no um, telesnaps of this serial. It wasn't one that was telesnapped, which is weird in its own right. But yeah, there was no. So you didn't know what what this was. Until you first see it, I first saw this on um, uh, Galaxy Channel on BSB. Right. Do you remember um, what you thought when you finally saw I was, the Animus? I was, yeah, I because I watched it on the, the on the Sunday. They used to cobble all the episodes together and show. I remember the that, yeah. And because I was working during the, the thing, I I had to watch it on um, the omnibus. And so one Sunday morning, I sat down and watched this. At the end of it. I I thought I'd gone mad. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. I thought, what is this? Because of course you would have read the book over and yes, over. Yes. Yeah. I loved the book. It was my favourite. I I've still got a like a an O level project that I did where uh, you had to. I I basically did a load of Doctor Who drawings and things, and then I also had to describe. And you had to do this like um, uh, design technology book and thing. And one of them was on Doctor Who novels. <laughs> And I've still got the page where I say this was my favourite novel. Uh, I loved it. I, this was this was one of the first. This was one of the first three stories novelised, and it was done uh, for hardback. And then it was one of the first three that was decided to reprint as a paperback for Target. And it was in amongst the bundle that my dad got me originally. And I, I just thought this was a mesmerising story. I would read it over and over and over again. Um, so I wasn't prepared for the reality of it. Because, mm. like I say, in the book, the Animus is this big, gangrenous, spidery thing. It's hideous. And then you see this, it's like, oh, it's a lampshade. It is a lampshade. I, I don't mind it. I mean, once I got yeah, used it to it, it's it's got a bit of the old um, <coughs> Trollenberg terror about yeah. it, yeah. you know? It... What, what doesn't help it is the... I don't want to say the acting, but it just, it feels like this is made up on the spot, the choreo choreography of the people. So the Doctor and Vicky come in and basically just lay down 
and they're obviously meant to be starting to be absorbed and they're powerless. It just looks like two actors laid on some foam rubber. And then when the others come in, it's just so weirdly blocked and acted. And again, Doctor Who at this point, you, most of it was musicless. And it's there's no atmosphere on this end and it just feels like a school play. Well, I don't understand what happens because Barbara's found the isotope, hasn't she? Yes. Yeah, she they've they've come in uh after the doctor and that's been taken away and she she's looking they they want to use the star map to contact the the Monoptra main force and she moves one panel and finds the uh the uh, isotope thing. And uh, so they then break in quite easily, just open the door and walk in. At the same time as Ian tunnels up from underneath, quite yes. lucky this time in. And I think she I think she she's trying to sort of make out that that it's trying to take over her brain and she's fighting it but it just looks like she stumbles forward and holds up the cricket ball thing and that somehow kills it but before that we've got a game of catch with the cricket ball thing yeah oh well, that's terrible yeah, yeah yeah it's to keep it away from the zabi but at the end she said they they're all saying aim it at the at the dark at the, side yeah and so aim what it's a ball yes yeah but also, I mean, this whole, you know, the Monoptera enter and, and, you know, they freak out and they say, say the light is evil. Is that, that yeah. solely because they're moths? I think so, yeah. Ooh. Attracted to the light. Um, in my notes, I've put my last note in this is, how did the animals die? Yes. It feels like there's pages missing from the script. My actual words are, they kill the animus, how? Yeah. Um, but they kill it, and that's the main thing. <laughs> Yeah, then, but then we get about yeah. another six minutes. Yeah, of... this this lengthy scene of of some Optra being twatish, jumping up and down on the scenery, which is falling apart at this point. Yeah, they're jumping um, they... up and down with joy, aren't they? Yeah, because they and, and... realise they can live on the surface. And there's a look from William Russell, because I know he didn't like this story, did he? He thought this was. I saw this is when he decided he was going to leave. Exactly, he was becoming yeah. disillusioned. Yeah, he he thought. This this was like beyond the pale, and he gives them a look, and I think that's that's William Russell's real thoughts because it's like, oh, for f- what <laughs> it's come to this, is it? Yeah, my I used to be Ivanhoe, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we we get a scene of the uh, venom grubs, and they're like watering cans now, and they're yes. spraying they're spraying the crops, and then we get a lengthy discussion between the old. Um, the old Monoptera and Barbara and that. And then we get this sort of weird, meant to be comedy funny end scene, but I'm not again, I'm not entirely sure that that Hartnell was actually given the right feeds to Ian in this one. Because mm. he, he says something about um, uh, it, Ian goes, oh, every, all's, all's well that ends well, but I've still lost my tie. And Hartnell looks at him blankly and then says, uh, oh um, yes, um, something to do with coal, and then you get the answer. And it's like, what does this mean? <laughs> yes, oh dear. Because whenever you see Hartnell in films, he's spot on perfect. So it, it's the fact that this is a live thing. Mm. I think I'd love to see Hart, Hartnell given a chance at if Doctor Who had been made on film like ITC, where you could do record rehearse, where you could do fluff that line, let's do another take. Yeah. 
because yeah, I I do love him. I think yeah, I mean he's by far my favourite Doctor. Um, but there's times when you think the program isn't isn't working to his benefit. Mm. And I think this is one of those things. Like there's there's several scenes in this where you're thinking, what? <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. All right, well, that's the story over. Yes. Um, I did see as well that, you know, at the end where it says, you know, next episode, um, uh, The Lionheart. The Lion. yeah. yeah, but in uh, in certain countries, North Africa, etc., etc., they didn't sell the Richard the no. Lionheart story. So if you were watching it there, it would have said The Space Museum. All right. Yeah, because um, obviously the story would be a bit dodgy, and also, uh, I mean, when we do get to do that, that's another one where we got to discuss blackface. <laughs> oh boy, have we! Yeah, there's a number of stories still to come where we've yeah. got to address that. Yeah. All right. Uh, behind the scenes, um, originally the Zabi uh, could spit venom. Um, oh, I said it wasn't going to be a venom grub. No, spit. no, no. They they spat it out themselves. Yeah. Um, of course, Shawcraft made the Zabi. Yes. Um, as I say, very heavy. They didn't do it fiberglass. Yeah. The uh, the grubs were, they were fiberglass, but uh, no, the actual Zabis themselves were still frame with solid plastic. And you can hear it. I mean, they had lots of problems with sound recording, uh, particularly the later episodes. And yeah, when those Zabis are fighting at the end, the, the yeah. plastic clunk, clunk, clunk. Yeah. Oh my goodness, yeah. Um, but no, the... The Monoptera and the uh, the grub creatures, uh, that was Daphne Dare who had um, uh, made those. I quite like the outfits. I'm, I'm not sure about the wings because they're quite clearly just cellophane yeah. on a bit of wire, I, aren't they? Yeah, I quite like them. There's a scene where with the Octa where um, Restrin unfurls the wings. Um, and I don't think they quite work, but but it's nice, it's nice that they've made the effort. But mm. they're quite... Um, when they're folded up, they're quite cumbersome, aren't they? They really limit the the movement, yeah. the walking about. Perhaps that's why they give them so much arm movement, to put a bit of uh, movement into this. Or make you look at their arms rather than the rest yeah. of it. Yeah, and final little snippet. Uh, Peter Purvis auditioned to be a Monoptera, yeah. um, but Richard Martin turned him down saying he was too talented to yeah, play I mean, a Monoptra and but remembered him for when uh, and you know that's how come he ended up as in that horribly cliched American at the top of the Empire State Building oh right uh, I can imagine that, would that have been a, a bad thing it's like I wanted to be a Zabi uh, interesting on the Zabi as well because as we discussed earlier the Monoptra were, were redesigned and the Zabi were as well weren't they between the um, the the photographic uh, shots, the promotional stuff they were doing in the morning, by the end of that episode, because they originally had all like spikes on the front of their faces. Oh, did they? Um, yeah, there, there is a um, there is a, a, a promotional photo. I'll see if I can find it. I'll have a look while, you, while you're nattering. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they, they had all like almost like paint bristle spikes all across the front of the thing. And then by the time they actually record it, they're all gone and you got this really weird textured plate on the front of uh, the Zabi, almost like a, Oh a, yes, I've seen yeah. that. It's, it's lighter a, yeah. than the rest. Is that where the spikes were yeah, meant to go? Yeah, that's where the spikes were. Um, oh, okay. I found it. Let me, let me just send you it. So Alright, okay. We'll, up, we'll put it on the um, Facebook site. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so, so obviously oh, right up to the, ver the last oh, yes. sort of day, they were 
they were sort of experimenting. Um, that, that I think I prefer dangerous that. Does. Yeah. Perhaps they kept. Perhaps that's why Hartnell didn't like it. They kept poking into him when yeah. they had the spikes. Yeah. And in um, that photo as well, you can clearly see the uh, the gauze for looking yes. out. Yeah. The 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 promo photos they re because it's flash. They really show the the gauze looking out. You like so you can't really see it on the uh, the program a lot. Um, no. It sort of works a bit better. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they were well made. They were well, really made. well made. Yeah. Um, but how how well did they look? Let's talk about this. Uh, okay. For our tally today, we're doing uh, the Zabi, the Monoptra, the Grub things. Oh no, not the Monoptra. They're good guys, aren't they? They're good guys. I mean, we could still, I suppose, we could rate them. But no, they're they're good guys. No, let's keep them as adversaries. Yeah. So it's it's the uh, it's the lampshade. It's yep. the the, uh, the Zabi and the, and the yeah and the venom grub things yeah. yes so um, the the original the original design uh, I think still exists for the Zabi the the pencil sketch yes I've just seen um, that when I was oh, trying to said, find yeah. that thing yeah, um, yeah side they, on they view, were very much more realistic ants yes with an ant head and that um, and and I think this is one where I prefer the the actual what Shawcraft made than the original design because I think the design is just too close to an ant. It just looks like an ant, and these are not meant. Well, everyone says they're giant ants. They're they're not. They're alien creatures. Um, yes. So, yeah, the, Z the Zabi, I I've got a real soft spot for. Um, they're not perfect. The legs are just shocking. They look like a man squatting down. Um, but. Other than that, I, I think they've done a, a really good job at trying to do something, ironically, that isn't a man in a suit, but ends up looking just like a man in a suit. Um, so design-wise, um, I'm, I'm going to give them a, res a respectable seven. All right. Okay. I, I like them apart from the legs, the yeah. human legs. You know, if you just see their face or the top half, that's fine. But yeah, no... I don't know how they would have got round disguising the legs, you, unless you give it a skirt yeah. or I some mean, what, foam legs like on the gun. What would have been great? I mean, they couldn't do it because the budget wouldn't stretch and the time of filming. If these were just puppets, you know, like in um, in Son of Godzilla, you've got the uh, uh, Kumonga, the giant yeah. um, uh, insects. If they'd have done it like that, so this was hung on, you know, use the Kirby wires for that rather than the Monoptera and have, have these as just hanging puppets with thin legs um but then that you would have looked great yeah yeah but you're opening up then to um all sorts of other technical problems oh that, it would have been a nightmare yeah which most probably would have delayed things as you well imagine, imagine the first one that uh, gets tangled up with heart no <laughs> that would have been the end of it yeah yeah um, you you just um saying godzilla that's just made me think the 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 old uh, monoptra right yeah. mothra the film was 1961. Yeah. Do you think they maybe saw that and that's part of the design? I mean, I'm thinking of that, you know. Oh, well, actually, Mothra does have those stripes on, yeah. Does have the stripes and has the yeah. big eyes and, like, the whitish face. I think it could be. I think I think the these influences would have been felt, wouldn't they? I think there's definitely... I think they definitely saw First Men in the Moon. Yeah. Because there's too many similarities. The look of Vortis looks like... Do you think the grubs is. underground as well? It's the old uh, oh, the time science, machine. Yeah. Oh, the oh the Morlocks. Yeah, yeah, you could be right. Yeah. 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 So I think there's a lot of influences on this one. But yeah, I I, I never really thought of Mothra. But yeah, she's got the 
she's got the same weird stripes because moths generally don't that's have those sort of stripes certainly not the ones i've seen no no it could be it could yeah. be all right well i i gave the zabi a six yeah all right fair. so that's six and a half for design let's do the animus next okay. how, how um, fond are you of lampshades uh i uh, i don't know what the original idea was other than i don't know whether there's an illustration in the um the zabi novel I'll see if I can dig it out and, um, uh, and and have a look, but I don't know what whether this is accurate to their design. But if it is, I got to say it's, it, it's not a great design. So I I can only give this a four. That's exactly what I gave it. Yeah, yeah it's below average. So yeah, four. All right. And uh, all right then then the uh, the grub gun, the larvae gun, whatever you want to call it. What do you think of that for a design? Uh, I I think it's quite cute. I don't, I like you. I don't think the um, the legs work, but I do like the, the idea of it. This sort of portable weapons unit that's actually a bug. Um, I'm I'm going to give this a, a, an average five for design of it. Oh, uh, we disagree because um, yeah. I really do like it oh, right. um, from a design because in. Yeah. If I think of design, I think of what does it look like in a photo, and in a photo, those little foam things on the side aren't seem to be actually their legs. No. Um, and uh, I I really like it, so I gave them a seven. Oh wow! What did you say that's you gave fun. them? Uh, I gave them a, an average five. A five, so that's a six. All right, for design. Okay, if we if we zip back to the Zabi. Yep. A zippy Zabi. Um, how effective? Ah, oh, the Zabi up there on the screen. This, this is where I I need to sort of I need to be uh, uh, unbiased in this because I do love the Zabi, but I got to look at not only their chunky legs, the sound does great after a bit, uh, and the movement. I think I think the guys in them are putting a lot of effort in, really whapping those things about. Um, but but also I do love them so I'm I'm gonna go with um, I'm gonna go with a seven on this one for effectiveness. Blimey, see I don't find them effective at all. Yeah, I can yeah. see what they are. There's some poor sod with yeah. a huge great ant costume on his back, trying <laughs> to look up, have a look around, see where he's meant to go, put his head down because nobody wants to yeah. see the thing. You know. Would it Would it make a difference if it was Peter Burns in it? Uh, do you think <laughs> he would walk differently? No. I think you just hear swearing out of that particular word. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I only gave them a three. Oh, wh oh wow. Yeah. I know, I know. Mm. So that's an average of five, yeah. all right, for effectiveness. Uh, what about this animus, then? Were you um, animated about the animus? I wasn't. I, uh, I, I was, um, I can't think of a pun for it, but I was left nonplussed by how it appears on screen. To me, it's got, it's got almost no articulation. It just moves up and down a little bit. Um, it does look like a lampshade and the foam rubber I don't know whether that was like new material back then and you wouldn't, it just looks like strips of foam rubber like you'd get mm. on a, a sofa um, so I I can only give this one I, the voice is good though oh, I, mean, I can only give it a three I got, the voice doesn't save it I don't think yeah, for the animus I snap with you again yeah, yeah. I give it a three as well yeah, yeah it's just 
Mm. <laughs> is this it? You know, yeah. the voice is great, but, you know, the visuals don't back it up, does it? No, no. Um, if, it, if it had just been a voice and you never see it, or perhaps even filmed in darkness. Yeah. You know, but no, it just... It's such a disappointment, that final scene when you get there, you've been building up to it, and it's like... Mm. All right, and finally, the gun. How effective was this little scuttling thing? I, 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 I like these things on screen. I like the way they zip about. Um, I, I think like you, I, I know they're meant to be legs, but they just don't... It's almost like it's a skirt section, so mm. I take it that. Um, I, I do enjoy them, so um, I'm going to give these a six on screen. Six, all right. Well, I'm 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 They're joining cute. you in that yeah. six as well. They are cute. I I I tell you what, when they are actually working, yeah. um um, because I like their face. I like the two eyes close together and the long nose, which is actually a gun and everything. When they're scudding along the floor, I'm not really looking at the foam bits. No, I think I, I think you're right. You're you're buying it as a creature, aren't you, rather than rather than a. Uh, uh, is meant to be a centipede or something. Yeah. But so yeah, for I, that reason, I join you in a six. All right. I feel like we should make one. I'm. Yeah. You know, that's not a bad idea because mm. you could make one of them quite oh, easily, easy. couldn't you? Yeah. I reckon so. Yeah. All right. Um, so I'm just I'm just totting up all the uh, final results. Yep. Um, oh, that's easy. Um, okay. So right here we go. Our final adversary ratings for these fellas. The Zabi then has an average of 5.75, so okay. slightly so above average. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of uh, um, Who fans would rate it a lot lower than that, but I, th um, I think they would. Yeah, I um, I think that's fair. I think it's uh, it's a valiant attempt. Doesn't quite work, but I do. I've got a soft spot for them. No, and I I, I think you know people who maybe would give it a, a a, a lot lower rating maybe haven't seen the story in its entirety and it have be, yeah. only seen it on clip shows yeah because if you, you know? only see clips you're not drawn into the story you're not you're not giving it a bit of leeway and also if, if you've only ever seen photos of it then it doesn't do it any favors no no and if all you know about of it is the shot of it smashing yeah. into the camera Which as well is, yeah it's going to be the one that most people see because it was on the um I think it was on the 30 years documentary. Yes, I think I think you're right. Yeah, all uh, right. The Animus, okay, got an average yeah. of three and a half. Generous. Yeah, <laughs> and oh, by the way, yeah, 5.75 for the Zarbi. Oh yeah, what um, caravan is that? Uh, the Zarbi have one big caravan all to themselves. I think they need it to be fair. Yeah, next door, uh, no. very close next door, Sorensen is it no at 5.8. No one wants to uh, go in a caravan that's full of ants, do they? No, no. So you'd be putting the powder down. You would be, yeah. You would, yes. And then finally, the larvae gun, the grub gun. Um, oh, you haven't done the animus. What caravans are you? Oh, sorry, I didn't. Oh no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Animus shares a caravan yep. with one other uh, occupant, the Terryleptals. Oh right. Oh dear. Hmm. That's a lot of foam rubber as that well, is isn't it? That's that's a flammable caravan. That's a very flammable yeah. caravan. Who's next to him? Oh, Don Bannerman. Oh dear. They got to be careful because I reckon he's a heavy smoker. Don Bannerman. I think so this is a terrible mixture. <laughs> it's this isn't good, is it? No. And then finally, um, the larvae gun, grub gun, gets a around six for its uh, um, 
So for, beat out the Zabi. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And um, gets to share a caravan with two other uh, inhabitants, uh, Chassini and uh, the Drashigs. I can see Chassini uh, having this as a pet following them about. I can see Chassini using them as like a drinks tray. Yeah, yeah, a portable drinks trolley. Yeah, yeah. So basically this is a a vicious hostess trolley, isn't it, really? (laughs) The hostess trolley version. That's what we've got to make. Yeah. yeah, you could actually yeah you could make this into an opening drinks trolley. Yes, you wheel it on, you open its back. Is or there a Chassini action it? figure? Because then you can yeah. make one for the action figure and you make the caravan. Yeah. Then yeah, yeah. Well, perhaps, perhaps someone should do that. Someone needs to make these car- this whole caravan. At the end, we'll have to make this caravan park. That would be a project. There, right? yeah, and we'll put it on our YouTube yeah. channels. Yeah, yeah. All right, that's that's the tallies out of the way. Um, Web Planet, is it in your top ten? I, I debated on this because I do I, I do love it but I also I generally will watch the first episode and then fast forward judiciously that can't be in your top 10 no so I don't think it will if it was just one episode the first episode it might be skirting it but no I it's, it's just it's a bit dull in places mm. and like it should be six, six it, episodes I, it should never be six I don't think any Doctor Who story really should be six episodes. It takes a special story to sustain that. Yeah. Um, I, every time I watch it, I do fall asleep. But then that's true of most things these days. <laughs> that's your age more than anything yeah, it else. Is, yeah. Mm. All right. Well, that's it. That's Web Planet done. And uh, there we go. Bye bye, Web Planet. And you know, just, just sorry. Just um, I was just looking at some photos of the Venom Grub. Do you think um, your your enjoyment of it is? It's damn close to the War of the Worlds Martian illustrations. It is a bit, yeah. 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 Almost. Take the legs off. Yeah, and you've almost got an octopus. Yeah, yeah that, that pointy nose, the big eyes. Yeah, yeah. could be. Subliminally, could be that's why I'm enjoying it. Yeah, you yeah. never know. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, that's a good point. All right, okay, well, that's us, uh, first yes, doctor out the way. Good, so, by uh, Billy Bob. Yeah, and hello, hello Patrick. Pat. Yes, and this is this is really funny because uh, the tale I've I've chosen because it is my turn, isn't it? You yes, know, yeah, that, your turn, and yeah, I don't know what you don't you've know. Chosen. You don't know, and I've known this since you last, um, you know, chose Patrick Troughton, yeah. and we did that thing. I, as soon as you, you actually, even before I recorded it, as soon as I knew which one you chose. I oh, knew right. one which one to choose next, so that's yeah, a long you, you time work, ago. Yeah, you work all yours out, don't you? Beforehand. Yeah, well, way so ahead, way ahead. I, so, I so sometimes make them up ten minutes before <laughs> we record. So more than three months ago, I knew yeah. which story wow. we'd be doing next time, oh, and this is uh, interesting. but I tell is you, it's it really funny thing? and it's really weird because, yeah. as I say, for over three months, I knew we were going to do this, and it's so funny that we've talked about the web planet tonight because. You know, following on from today's story, we've got another anthropomorphic adversary. Is it? Is it crabby? No, it's not crabby, oh, but it's micro. watery. It's fishy in more ways no, than one. No, not the underwater menace. It is the underwater menace. Oh, what are you doing? <laughs> we're going OTT. That's what we're doing. Have you seen it? Have you yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen it, and I have opinions um, on it, but I'm saving that for next week. Yeah. So, who, who's our adversary? The fish people. The fish people and yeah. Zaroff. 
Yep, he's the one. <laughs> well, nothing in the world can stop us now. We've got to talk about whether he thought the camera was on or not for that scene. We really do. <laughs> he has a touch of the uh, the horns of Nyman about him. Yes, he? yep, there is that as well. It wouldn't uh, be okay, funny yeah. if he ended up in the same caravan. Oh, that would be uh, that would be good going. Yeah. Um, okay, I think this this will be quite interesting actually because because um, there's two episodes now, isn't there, in existence of this mm -hmm. one, um, and quite a good uh, recreation. Um, and I think it does it does change your view of the story when you see because the episode that used to exist well, obviously wasn't a great one. Yeah, so I think this will be interesting. Yeah, mm. that's well, that's good. what I was thinking. You yeah. see, and and we haven't gone high camp. OTT no. for a while, so yeah. Definitely not. Yeah, we we yeah. This is well, we're getting into pantomime season, aren't we? So. Yeah, 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 yeah. So there yeah, you go, folks. That excellent. join us for that next time. Yeah, for something fishy. Something very fishy, by cod. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. See you next week, then, Ian. Thanks, Ian. Right. Cheers, Ian. Bye. Bye. -bye.